watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, does that silence it a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up the middle. Tucker's got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit and in. Bernard's touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7. ESPN Radio. Yeah. Her. 96.5 FM. Heard wherever we are. Whatever you are doing. The ESPN app. We're back, baby. Seen, heard, and everything in between at the magical website, though. Uh, Jeff Bezos unplugged something today, I think. Because QSportsTalk.com was down for a bit. Yeah. You couldn't see the show. You couldn't interact in the chat. You couldn't get your own show during radio breaks. And we keep the mic on, we keep the camera on, we keep talking to you, we keep the thing going. Uh, for a bit, it was down, but... Uh, Plugged it back in. It's working again. The Twitch is back, kids. Get back on your video games. I'm sure there was mass panic for about 45 minutes because the kids couldn't play their video games and other people watching them play their video games. But we're back, baby. QSportsTalk.com up and running. So however you're taking in the show today, in traditional means via the eardrums or enhancing all the senses at QSportsTalk.com. We appreciate you being here. Happy uh, Hump Day Wednesday as we come down the home stretch. Green Day getting all warmed up for probably what they've become known for best. You know when it's October because, well, we got to wake up Green Day. When September ends, uh, last few days of September, brisk, cloudy day in central New York. It rained again. It looks like there's some relief on the way here, so we can enjoy the pretty colors and go pick apples. Come on, it's fall. Let's go. We're ready. I'm ready. You're ready. We're all ready. Stop raining. And apparently it will be, so that's a good thing. Uh, on that note, though, of course, we're certainly thinking about our friends down in Florida. There's a lot of central New Yorkers that have transplanted to Florida, that live in Florida, and a pretty serious Category 5 hurricane has uh, made landfall, and uh, there's some pretty startling images coming out of Florida. So we are uh, certainly thinking about all of our friends down there and uh, wish them the best, hope they're in a safe place. Uh, can can we get, like, you know, Jim Cantore's allowed, okay, but can we get everybody else, all the wannabes, out of the, you know, why do we put these people out there? Why? We get it. There's a hurricane. Put a camera out there. Don't die, please. Like, as you can see, I'm about to blow over. Yeah, we get it. It's a hurricane. Now, Cantori's just in there, like, having a cup of coffee. Yep, okay, so we're up to about 120 mile per hour winds here. And 
He's good. You, local weather person, go home. Okay, just, we get it. Put a camera out there and live. We'd, we'd prefer that. Anyway, I just never understood that. But I'm not, I didn't, I took um, three, was it four? When I was at uh, my brief appearance at Oswego State, I took meteorology and uh, let's just say that I didn't. Because I was like, oh, this is like, oh, this isn't just pointing at a map, man. This is like science and stuff. Out of here. Right? So let's do this thing, shall we? You ready to rock and roll? You want to be a part of the show? We mentioned uh, QSportsTalk.com, a great way to do that. But you can also uh, give us a call in traditional means at 437-7644 on Twitter at Brent X Media. We've got two terrific guests joining us today. The great Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio will join us. The Bills make me want to 425. Not only do the Buffalo Bills have the Baltimore Ravens in a reignited Lamar Jackson playing for a new contract. Lamar Jackson's basically trying to do what Aaron Judge accomplished this year. He bet on himself and got a much bigger contract than what the New York Yankees were offering before the season. And Lamar Jackson is trying to do the same thing. And uh, he's one of the front runners to be the MVP of the league so far. It's not just that game. The Bills have a very tough stretch of games ahead. I don't think it's going to be quite as warm in Baltimore this weekend as it was in South Florida last weekend, but where are the injuries at? Who's practicing? Who's not? All the latest on the Buffalo Bills. Sal will certainly have some thoughts on his New York Yankees, AL East champions. Throw up in my mouth a little bit here. Okay. But I said it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a professional. I said it. That's it. Yeah, I want to talk about his Yankees, and he'll have plenty of thoughts on Syracuse football as well. The Syracuse alum will join us right here this hour. Looking forward to that. Roddy Jones, top of next hour. Always love talking ball with Roddy, ACC Network, and you can see him on various networks calling games with West Durham and company, primarily ACC Network. But uh, the ESPN College Football Analyst will join us. We'll kind of keep the focus on the ACC, but you never know with Roddy. Could have a couple other things on his mind that he'll bring to the table. He loves lacrosse. Big lax guy, too. Big lax guy. I don't know if we'll quite get the lax take out of Roddy that we got out of Paul Carcaterra last week. Shout out to Santangelo's, by the way. They listen because Carc uh, uh, revealed on the show that he cannot come back to Syracuse without visiting Santangelo's and basically being wheeled out of there after putting every sauce they have on the chicken parm. God bless them. So shout out to them. They uh, they put a little post up on their social media about that. We appreciated that. Uh, blindside awaits. Josh is back today. So I'm sure he's brimming with some blindside questions, including where the hell the Mets going to play the Braves this weekend, uh, per what we were talking about with the hurricane earlier. And so much more, friends. But uh, what we start with today is uh, I'd like to politely say to John Wildhack, to Herm Frazier, to anybody else I need to say this to, stop scheduling Wagner, please. Look, I understand that Syracuse football, much like every other Power 5 school out there, will put this game on the schedule. I'm not opposed to scheduling an FCS program. I don't like two FCS programs on the schedule in the same year, and I'm glad they've gotten away from that practice. One, okay, I get it. Everybody needs a get-right game. This happens to be great timing for Syracuse and that the get-right game comes before the bye. So you have a bye week that counts, and they will put in the standings, and then we'll see what happens when the Orange takes on the mighty bye week after that. 
this one counts. This one will be over before it starts. If you're coming in for homecoming, you can confidently make a dinner reservation right around halftime, maybe even at Santangelo's, and be there uh, confidently with the game in hand. Not that I would encourage people to leave early, but look, it's Wagner. You're going to schedule Wagner for homecoming, you're going to get what you're going to get. You're going to schedule Wagner, period. You're going to get what you're going to get. Even some of the diehards that yell at me on Twitter when I uh, post things about attendance, even they're backing down this week. A few certainly will not. Shout out to uh, our friends, uh, what is it, Waterboy, Syracuse. He yells at me every time I tweet about this. Tickets are $5. Buy tickets. Go to the bleeping game. But even some of the diehards on the attendance thing are like, yeah, just go to NC State. (laughs) We got you on that. So you accomplish nothing there, and yeah, tickets are cheap, and it's homecoming, and if you haven't gone all year and you got a free Saturday and you just want to bring the kids and have plenty of, of room and plenty of leg room and have plenty of opportunity to you know, not feel like people are breathing down your neck, this is a game to go to. But it by no means does this do anything for the football team itself. I mean, I brought it up yesterday. Some backups will get in. The offense has an opportunity. You could hear the gleam and 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 Garrett Schrader's voice, see the gleam in his eye about some something new that's coming with the offense. And Wagner certainly gives you the opportunity to experiment there. So that's cool. Because college football does not allow you a true preseason. You have training camp, but you don't get a game setting to try these things out. Syracuse came out of the gate with Louisville and then Connecticut, which somewhat allowed them some flexibility, but it was game two. Like I wish And I understand how schedules work, and you can't always work this out, but at least flip-flop the two. Put Wagner in game two. Put Connecticut here. Right? But I understand how these things work. I mean, again, Syracuse is not alone here. Alabama and the SEC will always do this like the week before rivalry week. Before Alabama plays Auburn, you'll see like this random game against Chattanooga, Tennessee, Tennessee. you know, St. Sister Mary's of the poor. It's like, it's November. Why are you playing this team? So, again, Syracuse is by no means alone here. But if we're going to do this, next year is how you do it. Here's next year's home slate and the ever-evolving schedule thing. And I understand that schedules are made years ahead of time. But I think you could have anticipated that Wagner was not going to bring anything close to a competitive product to the field. They have literally not won a game this decade. The last time Wagner won a football game was 2019. Now, COVID was a factor there. They got heavily affected by COVID, so that needs to be stated. But they still haven't won a football game since 2019. And you're going to bring them in here to play Syracuse. Next year, Syracuse opens the season September 2nd against Colgate. Thank you. That's how you do it. You're going to play an FCS team, make it interesting. That allows us to interview people that cover Colgate, that certainly bring on people that play for Colgate, that coach Colgate, shine a light on Colgate football. Now, Colgate, depending on the year, is sometimes they're more competitive than other years. At their level, they've certainly established a reputation as a competitive football product. Are they going to come in and beat Syracuse? No, but that at least that's interesting. At least that gives me a reason to go more than Wagner. A team that, yes, you're doing a solid for because they're located in Staten Island. It's, it's a New York team, and they get to come up and they get a nice check out of it. 
but Wagner is just beyond pathetic. Not only in what they've done in recent years, what they've done this year. This, Frankly, I'm scared for them. I mean, you just go through the stats here, go through the numbers, go through the trends. Like, is Syracuse going to play with one arm tied behind its back? The Seahawks not earn a win under head coach Tom Masella. His longest head coaching stint was six seasons at Fordham from 2006 to 2011. Fordham beat Wagner this year, by the way. The last time the Seahawks won a game was in 2019, when they beat Long Island University 24-14. Wagner has never beaten an FBS team. They have lost 23 straight. The closest they came was actually Connecticut. They lost 24-21 a few years ago. Rutgers, the, the line has not come out on Syracuse. They come out slower when there's FCS teams involved. But Rutgers was a 51-point favorite. Wagner gave up 500 yards per game so far this season, 226 of those yards on the ground per game. I mean, Sean Tucker could have 200 by halftime. I can keep going. The Seahawks' defense has allowed over 540 yards, 48 points in two of its three games. Just go through all the numbers here. Nothing adds up. Their quarterback's completing 45% of his passes so far this year. And you're going to let that guy go up against, even if it's just for a half, Deuce Chestnut and Garrett Williams and Mikel Jones and Caleb Ochuku and the star-studded defense. I wrote a column about it today. I mean, Eric Coley's coming off the bench making plays. And and Coley's a solid six-year veteran. He's a great player. But that entire third-string secondary should just start the game. This is an NFL preseason game. Like I almost don't want to see Garrett Schrader on the field or Sean Tucker on the field or even some of those names that I mentioned here. It's a waste of time. Now, for the young guys, they're loving it. For the freshmen, for the sophomores, for the guys that don't typically get in because there's been a lot of close games so far, they're salivating because they get to play. This is why they come. This is what I'll get in response from coaches, from other people. Like, well, this is the game where, you know, we recruit you to come play football and – if you get beat out by very talented players, some names I just mentioned and others that I didn't, this is your chance to shine and to play. And I guess I get that because it's college football, but you can do that against Colgate. Now, you want to be careful. Syracuse certainly almost shot itself square in the toe when they scheduled Villanova once upon a time. Villanova, a national championship program at that level. Villanova, one of the best football programs at that level that has produced NFL talent, and honestly, I haven't checked in on them in the last couple of years, but when they played Villanova in, I want to say it was 2014, yeah, it was 2014, that game came right down to the end, and we would have never have heard the end of that. That would have been Syracuse's Appalachian State beat Michigan moment right there. So stop scheduling Wagner. Now, looking ahead, you got Colgate next year, 2024, the only non-conference games officially official are Ohio, which Syracuse beat Ohio 29 nothing to start the season last year, but at the very least, that's some action. It's a, it's a team you should beat, but it'll be a football game. Army, there's a string of games against Army coming up, which I love. 2025. Tennessee, Connecticut, Army. So we're still awaiting who the FCS team will be. 2026, New New Hampshire? Dr. Marvin! Dr. Leo Marvin! It's been a while since I've seen that movie. But anyway, 
I checked today. New Hampshire's three and one. Hey, they've won a game this decade. As a matter of fact, they've won three. Way to go, right? And then we're way beyond. You know, there's football games scheduled all the way through 2037. We Get your tickets now. Syracuse, Notre Dame in 2037 here at the JMA Wireless Dome. Morgan State is on the slate in 2029. Okay? We're going to schedule an FCS team, and everyone does it. Stop scheduling Wagner. Bring in a real football team that at the very least can make this as interesting as possible. Now, watch, I say all this, and the, the great upset of upsets happens, or like they cover a 51-point spread, but that's not going to happen. I'm not supposed to know what happens in sports. I'm not supposed to walk in and basically write the script. I'm not supposed to have 70% of my game story written and just fill in the numbers. That's not interesting. That does nobody any good other than the backups that get to play. Great. But, you know, look, this is big boy college football. This isn't JV football. This isn't Pop Warner football. Everybody's going to play, kids. When you get to a certain level, like, you kind of understand. There's a competition here. The better players are going to play. You'll get in when we get the opportunity. And, again, the coaches would argue this is that opportunity. So if that's what we're doing here, just throwing away a game for that, then okay. I guess I have to kind of eat that. But there's just nothing redeeming about this. Nothing. Other than a win in the schedule, 5-0, and and you got five wins in the books by your bye week in a season where six wins was the accepted. If they get there, everybody's good. With how this season goes, maybe those expectations are rising. So that's the other argument you can make to me. The timing of putting this game where it is gets you to five wins and you go into a very tough back end of the schedule, needing one win to get to bowl eligibility, and then see what happens from there. If that's your pushback, if that's your argument, I guess you got a better one than I thought. But stop scheduling Wagner. Looked ahead. There's some openings there. Bring in some, you know, again, don't bring in Villanova now. Don't find teams winning national championships that are getting players and are going to push you a little harder than you need to. But can you find me a comfortable middle ground like Colgate, like New Hampshire, New Hampshire, like teams that like produce at the FCS level, teams that can actually come in and the very least, maybe I don't leave for my dinner reservation until the third quarter. Is that too much to ask? Stop scheduling Wagner. It's a waste of time. And on that note, we will break. We will come back. The great Sal Capaccio lined up, ready to talk some football with us. Always look forward to that. Roddy Jones later in the show. Does he believe Andrea Adelson came on yesterday? She was pretty uh, firm in her belief that the Syracuse football orange should be amongst the ACC teams in all the polls, not just some of the polls. We'll see if Roddy agrees with that. And as we say in the biz, much more to come as we go through the afternoon. Looking forward to hearing from you. QSportsTalk.com up and running again. Wanted to note that. Uh, if you were looking for it earlier, we had wasn't us. Wasn't us this time. Wasn't me. Uh, there were some technical issues with, I don't know, the doohickey. The, the, the hamster started run, stopped running in the wheel for a while, and Amazon, something or the other. Show, any, anyway, it was off for a while. But it's back. It's back, baby. We hit Control-Alt-Delete. Is that what we did, guys? I think we hit Control-Alt-Delete. Something of that nature. And it works again. You know what happens to me once in a while? My internet goes out, and it's because the cat goes behind, you know, where the the setup is, and he turns off the power strip that's got, like, the TV and the Wi-Fi thing. and So 
Sometimes it takes me a good hour or so to figure that out. It's like, oh, yeah, the cat was wandering back there. So is that what happened to Amazon today? Did the cat wander back there, turn off the power strip? It happens, guys. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Uh, guess where we're going to be on Friday? We're going to be doing this uh, very radio uh, program, QSportsTalk.com extravaganza at uh, Heritage Hill Brewhouse. Great day to do it. End of the week, Friday. We're getting ready for uh, the football weekend. We're doing our football Friday show at Heritage Hill Brewhouse, 4 to 6 Friday. Come hang with us. Not only during the show, probably hang out afterwards, have a beer or two. I want to see Josh the goat. We have Josh, our producer in the studio. There is a, a goat at a Heritage Hill Brewhouse named after Josh Allen. I need to meet this goat. It's pretty cool. I need to get a picture with this goat. Does he have a does he have a little Josh Allen jersey? That'd be awesome. Now how cool would that be? But we're gonna be there Friday. That's where uh Dino Babers does his radio show as well, Thursday. So come to both. It'll be a good time. We'll be there. We're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to trying their pumpkin beer and great food and hanging out. It's one of the best views in central New York, particularly this time of the year. So come hang. Uh, appropriate song to come back with, uh, Roulette, because I've been. Uh... <laughs> well, you tell me, uh, Josh. I put, it? I put some units down last week. I, I doubled down on a lot as we get into our Syracuse football over-unders here. It wasn't pretty. Oh, boy. Two and five. Yikes. Minus 4.2 units. Overall? On that week. Oh. Spin zone. Oh. Not your worst week. Week one, you went minus 4.25 units. What's my overall standing right now? What do I have to dig out of? Units or record? That? Units. Minus 12.85. Okay. Actually, that's not true. It's... Minus 13.95 because the mm-hmm. fourth win was Virginia and not mm. Wagner. Well, friends, we're digging ourselves quite a hole here, and uh, it's Wagner week. So the lines are going to be thrown off a bit here, and it's not as easy as you think because there's going to be starters pulled, right. right? I mean, even the backups should put up a huge number on this team, right? If Syracuse doesn't score more than 50 points in this game, I will fall out of my chair in shock. Well well then let's just go right so there. So let's get let's let's yeah, what, what do we got? Let's get into We it. start with the over under like you mentioned earlier. There's no line out yet. I would normally just take the normal over under. I said it for myself. I don't know if I'm going to be right or not. I went with 56 and a half. Over or under. See, this is the thing. Like it could be like a 50 to 3 game. Right. This is not as locked in as I'm going to take the over. I'm going to put two units on the over. I think they'll get there, but that's not quite the slam dunk you think it is. But I'm going to take the, I'm going to go two units, give me the over. All right. Okay. Next one, we'll look at Garrett Schrader. Over, under, we do total yards here. 299 and a half. Does he have a 300 yard game? Is he going to get enough playing time to have a 300 yard game? One unit Western? under. One unit under. I just, I can't go high on that. Given his playing time, 
they seem pretty excited about some offensive wrinkles they're going to put in. I would imagine there'll be a few big plays before he does exit stage left, but that's total yards, by the way. You just can't. Yes, totally. So yards. give me, give me, yeah, I'm going to go under. Because a good, efficient Garrett Schrader day against Wagner could be like 250 total yards. Right. Have a nice day. Next one will go to Sean Tucker. Yeah, here's the one. Total yards as well. 169 and a half. I got to go under. I gave you a big number there. I got to go one unit under. He could have a nice, efficient 120 yards rushing, couple of catches for 30 yards, and he's under. So I'm going to take the under on that too. Just one unit. I love you, Sean. I want to be pleased with this bet here, if you will. But I went all in on Tucker last week, and it burned me. So definitely a little did. more conservative. A little more conservative this week. Slow but steady climb out of the 13-unit hole. Here's an interesting one for you. Guy who's emerged in the last couple of weeks. Arande Gadsden, the second, will go over under total 79 and a half yards. I'll definitely take the over on that. Because that's the been the trend against good teams. Now, the reason that might not one come unit on that through, over? I'm going to go one unit on the over. Okay. The reason that might not come through is, do you mix in a Demarcus Adams? Do you get other people in there even when the starters are in, right? And Gatson isn't quite the top target, but he has such a rapport with Garrett right now, and he's going to have a huge size advantage. In this. He has a size advantage against good teams, let alone you know Wagner coming in here so it's hard to believe he's not going to have a few catches but does he get I I like that number that's a good number you gave me there I'm almost tempted to go two units on that but I'm gonna go one I I was gonna say when I one when I wrote these all I'm like this is the one that Brent's gonna like the most he's taking the over he's probably I don't know maybe I'm I'm, I should be more aggressive with Wagner on the table right I I think especially with that one I don't want to talk you into changing anything but that's the one I thought you give me two let's go double down two units over I I don't want to Get the finger pointed at me if you're wrong on this Can I one. circle? Let me circle back on that. For, okay. for now, we're going to go one. Let me see what else you got. Sacks over under five and a half. Three units over. Five and a half? Three units? All right. I feel bad for this guy. I, I truly feel bad for this guy. Go up against that defense. That could be by halftime, by the way, kids. That would be fun. That would be pretty interesting. How much are they even going to throw the ball? Right. That's why I think that it's an could be line why as well. that doesn't. So let me. Maybe I shouldn't go that hard. Two units. I got over five and a half because they might just not pass the ball that much. But I'll still take it. I still feel pretty good about that. All right. Here's another interesting one. Okay. You had to have known this one was coming in some fashion. Carlos Del Rio Wilson, over under three and a half possessions. I'm going to take one unit on the over because he will start the second half. They will get the ball at least five times, I believe. So that's another one where you're just like, oh, of course take the over, but they might just get over that line, especially if they're lengthy drives. I would imagine you're going to score pretty quick on Wagner when you have the football, even the second unit that he'll be leading. Well, I have two follow-ups to that. One, start of the second half, you really think it's that early? Yeah, I do. It's interesting. And I then do. there's no chance we see a third string at Trader's any point. Trader's not 100%. We talked about this yesterday. Right. He's got a brace on his ankle. They want to keep him healthy for NC State, but you got to get some reps in because you can't sit around cold With a bye for two week, weeks. too, With I think, plays week. a factor into it. But that's why I think I do not want to see him in the second half. You don't want to see any third strings get a little reps at quarterback? We probably will. 
that doesn't impact the three and a half at all? That's a great point. No, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go. Carlos Del Rio Wilson gets it. And then, you know, yeah. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it, but it'll be close. Okay. Because like you said, some other guys are going to get in. I think it ends up being four, but we'll see. I asked Eric Coley this week. I didn't end up using the quote, but I asked him, who gives you the most trouble at practice on the offensive side of the ball? You'll never guess the answer. Dan Valari. Luke McPhail. Wow. Big Dan Valari game coming. We got anything on right. that? We don't. Uh, is he going to be the third screen who comes in, or is there someone else behind him? I don't him? think he's think. playing quarterback, but I think he's going to have some numbers in this game. All right, we'll see. That'll be an interesting Dan one. Valari, I'll throw one at you. Dan Valari, 50 passing yards. Under. Okay. I would take the under as well. I would take the under as well. Not by much, but under. Probably but he's going to show up in that box. 30s or 40s. This is the game. I agree. Um, last one for you, attendance. Gonna... <laughs> My favorite topic. Three-way line here. Okay. We're going less than 31,000 okay. at plus 225. Okay. Between 31,000 and 33,999 at plus 130. 34,000 plus at plus 180. Now, this is officially listed attendance. Yes, officially listed. What's the middle one again? 31 to 33,999. What are the odds on that? Plus 130. Give me that one. Give me a unit on that. That's what they'll announce it as. Homecoming, they probably sold some tickets. They'll want to get some people in. I wanted that's to put it much, no, it will much not lower be number. that. Butts and seats, that's what they'll announce it as. Right. This will be one of those put, you stick the pump in there and you inflate it up a little bit. Right. I thought it would be in the twenties and Jordan and Matt out there were like, No, you can't do that. It's gotta be a little bit higher than that. But, it will be. Right. But it won't be, if that makes any sense. It does. Um There you go. We'll circle back. You sticking with the one unit on Gadsden? Yes. All right. I'm glad I hit the pause button on that and came around on some other stuff. Okay. Interesting picks today. Need a bounce back this week. I feel like I'm going to have a bounce back. I'm not going to get out of the hole completely, obviously, but I feel like when we do this again ahead of the NC State game. Hit the buy down single-digit units, and we can bounce back. Yeah. you got to chip away. Can't there win a, it all at once. Is there a bi week version of this we can do? Like other sports or something? We can look back at your overall season picks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe mix in some national. Maybe games. double down on some stuff, change change around some bets, right? We'll brainstorm. We'll figure it out. Josh is going to stick around and take us on the blind side next.